spirit that is here this morning. Thank you because you will guide my lips. I submit my body, my mind. Use me for your glory. Let your word come and let your people be blessed. Every force against your word, I cast them out. Thank you, our Father. Oh, we give you glory. Thank you, Lord. You know, this month we've been on a series about prosperity. And we were able to establish that God desires that you prosper. Amen? How many of you believe that? It is the will of God for you, for you to prosper. God cannot create you. After creating you on the earth, He wants you to suffer. If He says He's our Father, how can your Father want you to suffer? not God. Amen. If you are poor, it's not God. God did not make people poor. People become poor out of their choice. And I'm going to show you. Have somebody close to you say, I will never be poor in my life. Do you know what poverty can do to you? Poverty will make you, you will be useless to everybody around you. To yourself and everybody around you. You can't help yourself, you can't help anybody. Eh? It is not the will of God. How can God make people that way? Not the God I know. God's desire is for you to have everything you need. He said, for he, he has provided all we need for life and what? Godliness. It's his desire for you to prosper. So if you're not prospering, it's not God's fault. Don't say God is suffering me. It's not true. It cannot be scripturally proven. Don't say God, God, you know, God put me this way, you know, so that I will suffer small and then I will learn lesson. God, how why will God use punishment to, to teach you lesson? There's something we're missing. Hallelujah. There's something missing in the in the mix. And that's what I want to share with you this morning. And it's the role of your mind. I'm gonna show you. You see, when I discovered this thing, everything changed for me. Hallelujah. I was very poor. My own case that I, 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 was, I was born in an average home. My dad was doing very well. And then he took a loan for a contract, a government contract. And the government, well, after he took the loan, started the contract and everything. He had spent every money waiting for payment. 
he did the contract waiting for payment and suddenly they changed the commissioner whoever that was in charge of the whole thing <laughs> and the whole contract the new one came and kept everything on hold the, the loan he took which was an informal loan was mounting on as in some useless interest to the extent that it became like times three of the and we're talking about millions he had to start selling off his properties this is my father now he sold almost everything was remaining the house we were living my mom i remember that day my mom held him said, you cannot sell this house he said what are we going to do and things took a different turn for us I was in my year one in the university and he called me and said, son, you have to drop out. I can't fund your fees, your, your university education again. You need to come and start business so that you can help your family. You need to help your siblings. And I told him, I said, dad, don't worry about me anymore. I will find my way just help me focus on my siblings but for me I'll have to survive I, I was already born again I gave my life to God as well I was in secondary school so I, I had some knowledge of God and I went through that period through my university years paying my fees was hell but God was with me and I learned some things through this journey as a believer that I want to share with and let me tell you this thing I'm teaching you now the battle does not finish I keep battling it every day but if you are going to start if you are going to start this thing today I give it the next three months hmm? three months you will see drastic change in your life Three more. Are you with me? Are you ready? So I want you to pay attention very closely. Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7. If you have the amplified version, put, put it up. Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7. We're just going to read the first part. It said, For as he what? I, I want everybody to walk with me. For as he what? As he thinks in his heart, so is what? Let's stop there. As he thinks in his heart, so is what? You are a product of your thoughts, life. Everything in your outside is a function. See, let me tell you, it is science studied the heart of man and that's how they developed computer. Because computer is garbage in, garbage what? Out. When you code in the back, in the back end, the front end shows what you coded in the back end. Your back end is your mind. Yeah! When you are typing something is typing in the computer, that thing you are typing, there is a program. What you are seeing is just the result of a program that is running behind the scene. If you don't like your life right now, that is the program that 
it's already working that is being produced. If you don't like it, what do you do? What do you do? If you don't like what the product is, what do you do? You go back to the program. Are you with me now? You go back to the back end. I don't know how many of you do coding here. Oh, we don't have IT here. IT people who understand coding. Now, when you code, eh? When you code, eh? The front end shows when you click run and all that, it shows the, the, the front end shows what you have coded behind the scene. So if you don't like the the outcome, what do you do? You go back to the original, the coding, and then you record. So if who we are and the outcome of our life is a function of our mind. If we don't like the outcome we see, where do we go back? We go back to our mind and correct the things, make the adjustments that are required so that the product, which is our life, can reflect what is in our mind. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is what? So is he. You cannot be above your thinking. Are you with me? Your prosperity is a function of your thoughts. Hello? Change your thoughts. Change your life. Hallelujah. The Bible says, casting down stronghold. So the question is, how did these negative thoughts get into us? How did this thought of defeat get into us? These things are coded. The human being is a being of habits. The experiences you go through code your subconscious. Your subconscious is like it's like the autopilot of your life. Are you with me now? Your, conscious, your subconscious is like the autopilot of your life. Now, let me give you an example. If a child growing up in a family sees his father beating his mom, that child could even fight the father. I said, I will kill my father. Why would my father beat my mom? The child would do all those things. When that child, that child has seen that image, there is an imprint in that child's mind. It is not physical. You cannot see it. It's already imprinted in his DNA. The subconsciousness of his mind. When that child grows up, if that child does not deal with that matter, that child will grow up without knowing it. With, if that child would have sworn that, ah, I can never do this. The child will grow up without knowing it. With the right timing and the right circumstances, he won't know when he lifts his hand. It is not that he decided. Praise God. And if you watch, most times, after they have hit, they become remorse. So I don't know what came over me. That's when they start accusing the devil. It is the devil. 
it's not the devil. When the Bible said, for God shall visit the sin of the fathers. Are you with me? To the, how many generation? Third generation. You know what he's saying? That these things that are, you are doing, that's why I'm very careful. There's a prayer me and my wife started praying. I said, Lord, my, my weaknesses, my struggles will not be transferred to my children. Ah! I prayed that prayer. My children will not struggle, will not suffer my struggle. The weaknesses I am battling with you will not be transferred to my children. Because you know they say all this, uh, they call it a, we call it generational cause here, right? It's the Bible, it's there. Science has discovered it. What where where even if you are trained as a boxer, eh? That that strength. It's not like you were a boxer. The way you are now, Michael, you don't look macho. You are not the boxer. You are not. A, you if you go and start training now, training as a boxer, you will give birth to a child. That child will carry that traits of a boxer. That's why you are a womanizer. You are chasing everything. You will give birth to a child. The child does not know. The child has not seen it, but that child somehow he sees a woman. <laughs> Something will happen. What is going on? A DNA transfer. Are you with me now? But that's what the Bible said. When he said, I will visit the sin of the fathers to the third generation. There is an imprint in your subconscious. How does it come? When you are growing up, the things you see in your environment, the interactions you have with people, the experiences. If somebody has abused you before, it creates something inside you. And that is why when people go through things, they need to heal properly. If they don't heal properly, they carry it into life. And before you know, it begins to affect the way they live your life. So, the environment you are in, the things you see around you, your experiences, your failures, your victories, these things become, begin to form your worldview of life. It begins to form how you interact. It begins to form your, your, your attitude, your reactions and everything. And when these things are formed, they are on autopilot. You will see yourself acting and you don't know. So some of us have been sabotaging our own destinies without even knowing it. Because of the, our background, because of how we grew up, because of the experiences we have had, we are now our own enemy. The Bible says for your enemy, your greatest enemy shall be members of what? Your own household. What is your own household? Your mind. Your mind is the problem. You are the problem. You are the problem. Don't blame God. The Bible says all you need for life and godliness has already been given. Let me tell you, God prepared this earth and he put everything in place. So we have established it. That is God's desire for us to prosper. When God made man, he blessed man and he said what? Be fruitful 
and multiply. He said, replenish the earth. So fruitfulness is your heritage. Every man have the potential to be fruitful. But then being fruitful, it's a function of the alignment. It's a function of their choice. But the structure, the principles, have all been laid down by God. The question is, what are you doing with what has been laid down by God? What are you doing with what has been, God has given you already? What you do with it is what determines the outcome of your life. Glory to God. Matthew 25. Matthew 25. So what are you doing with what God has given you? The Bible said that God has made everything ready. God has prepared everything. The structure of life has already been laid. The foundation of life has already been laid. I mean, some of you think that God is every day when you are praying, God will say, okay, go and answer him. He has cried enough. No, that's what some of you think. You think that God is in heaven and is monitoring your prayer. Or he's monitoring your life. And he said, oh, ah, oh. the guy don't suffer. 21 days fasting. See, I see the cry. Angel, angel, go, 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 go. You don't cry too much. No! That's why something with your crying and everything, things are still going. God is not moved by your emotions. God is moved by his principles. Even mercy, mercy has principles. The Bible says, a contrite and a broken heart, God will not overlook. There are conditions. Are you, are you listening to me? If anybody tell you that everything is just, everything is just free, there are conditions. There are principles God has put down on the earth on how the earth will run. If not, God will be so busy. Do you know how many billions of people on the earth? How many prayers will go behind? That means angels where they earth go, they plenty. Do you know how many billions of human beings are there? You think you are the only one. You think you are the only one on the earth? Billions of human beings, and all of them are praying. Who got one answer? <laughs> so you see that the way God has created here, He has full things. He has put principles. What you should be doing is how to, the Bible said it is the glory of God to hide a thing. Eh? And it is our own glory to what? To search, to find it. So God has put everything well organized. God is sleeping, putting his head. You think he's working? The Bible says when he created the earth, what did he do? He rested. God is resting. He has put the structures in place. You and I are the ones to find out. See, it is the day you are lying. That's the day it looks like your money has come. So you should find out the truths and do what? align with it then when you align with it you will see the outcome hallelujah <laughs> glory to God the master said well done my good servant now this is a, 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 
a parable Jesus gave about people he gave talents, right? He gave one. How many did he give the first one? Five. The other one he gave two. And then one he gave uh, one. And he said, occupy till I come. Or go and use it till I come. Now, every one of us, that's a, a, an example of what the earth is like. God has put everything in place. He said he gave them according to their capacity. God has put everything in place. God has prepared everything. Right now, you have all it takes for you to succeed. Are you hearing me? You don't need the laying on of hands. You don't need a special arrangement. By God creating you and by you knowing Jesus, you have everything you need to succeed. Well, let me tell you what's going on. So when Jesus, when, when the master came back, and he was asking them, oh, no, no, no. and this one said, ah, you, you gave me five. Look at ten. This one said, you gave me two. Look at four. The other one said, ah, <laughs> the only one you give me, oh, oh you, you wicked. You wicked. So I went and hid it. So that when you come, I'll just give you back what you gave me. Hallelujah. Now, Jesus, the master was now talking to them. He said, well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling small amount. So now, I will give you many more responsibilities. You know, when they give you more responsibilities, it comes with more money. It comes with more luggage. If they increase your role in the company, it comes with uh, more cars, more pay. <laughs> so Jesus said, I will give you more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. That's for the one that used what he was given. The next, the next verse. Then the servant with the one bag of silver came and said, Master, I knew you were a harsh man, harvesting crops where you did not plant and gathering crops where you did. This is exactly what happened when you are always complaining. This is the man that is complaining now. When you are complaining that my father was poor, they don't send me to school. You know, if not for that uh, incident that happened. All these complaints, you are in this class. And look at what he said. He said, then the servant with the one, okay, he said, I, I knew you were a harsh servant, harvesting crop where you did not plant, and gathering crops where you did not cultivate. The next verse, the next verse, quickly. He said, I was afraid I would lose your money. So I hid it in the earth. Look, there is your money. Back. But the master replied, you wicked and lazy servant. So you are wicked if you are not using what God has given you. That's what the Bible said. You are wicked if you are not using what God. You are wicked and lazy. That's what the Bible says. It's not me or don't say I'm calling you wicked. It's God. The Bible. He said, if you knew I harvested crop where I didn't plant and gathered crop where I didn't cultivate. The next. He said, why didn't you deposit the money in the bank? And at least I would have gathered some interest on it. Then he ordered, take the money from this servant and give it to the one with the ten bags of silver. To those who use well what they are given, did you hear me now? Even more will be what? Given to them. And they will have an abundance. Somebody say abundance. 
so this is the, the principle of abundance. The principle of abundance is using what you have in your hands. Glory to God. And then we have abundance. He said, but from those who, have, who do nothing. Did you hear that now? From those who do what? Even what little they have will be what? That is not your portion in the name of Jesus. That means you must use what you have. And what do you have? You have your mind. Everything you need to succeed has already been given to you. The only difference between somebody who is succeeding and the person that is not succeeding is their use of their mind. Hallelujah. God has structured the earth and the earth runs on principles. The earth runs on structures. See, you, you say, ah, I am born again. Yes, your spirit is saved though, but you go so far for the earth. And that is why you have a lot of believers who what? Who suffer till they die. But they are believers, so they will go to heaven. But this is their choice. And that's why there are there is the sanctification of the spirit. And then the sanctification of what? The mind. Then the glorification, the sanctification of the body, which is glorification. Now, sanctifying the mind is a process of renewing your mind, which is transformation. Process of renewing your mind to align to what God has prepared for you. This process can be cut short by death. So when it happens, you will still go to heaven. But you can be on the earth without a renewed mind and you will still be suffering. Your renewed mind is a function of your yieldedness to God. And this is what differentiates believers from believers. It's how renewed, how transformed is your mind. And this has nothing to do with God. It, if the Holy Ghost does the work depending on your yieldedness because he cannot force you. So it's the level of yieldedness that you have that determines the level of growth you can achieve in God. It determines the level of prosperity you can have in Christ. If you close your mind, God has nothing. You will still be here on the earth. You will suffer and you will die. God will welcome you home. It's your choice. It has nothing to do with God. It's your what? It's your choice. Hello? I say it's your choice. To, pros to, be a pros to be a rich person is your choice. To prosper is your choice. To be poor is your choice. Which one do you choose? It's not God's intention that we live in, in, a, in suffering or an inhuman condition. Good father will enjoy his children living like that. And let me tell you, God is not a respecter of man. God does not favor one or the other. The Bible says he gives to everyone freely. So you cannot say, ah, God loves this believer more than he loves me. No, it's not true. So if that believer is prospering more than you are prospering, you need to check what you are doing. You need to check your mind. It has nothing to do with God. You are the problem. So the condition of the mind is what differentiates us. The 
There's a condition of the mind required for us believers to receive everything that God has given us. This is why immediately we give our life to Christ, our spirit is saved and ready for heaven. But the, uh, the, but the condition of our mind or the way we live, the condition we live on earth is determined by the condition of our mind. It's determined by the level of allowance that we allow the Holy Ghost. So you can be a believer saved, tongue speaking, Holy Ghost filled, and yet you suffer in penury. And it's not God's will. Sometimes I, I, I imagine God will stand there and say, Oh God, when would this my child realize it? When would this my child see it? And that's why sometimes he will send this message now. This is God. God just sent me to you. This message is a message to you. To realize it that it is in your hands. God doesn't want you to suffer. It's in your hand. It's in your hand. Romans 12 verse 2. Romans 12 verse 2. See, that's why immediately you give your life to Christ. The first thing God wants to work on is in your mind. Are you hearing me? Look at what he says. He said, don't copy the behavior and the custom of this world. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you want. Did you get that? By changing the way you think. Can I hear you? The way you want. Think. You will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So, you know, some people have said uh, there is a three kind of will: will of God, good, pleasing, and perfect. That's not what the scripture is saying. It says that you will know the will of God, which is good for you, and it is what is pleasing to you, and is also perfect for you. It's not three kind of will; it's the same will. Hallelujah. Are you are you with me? Are you with me? So God starts to change your mind. God is interested in mind transformation. Because he doesn't want you to live in suffering. He doesn't want you to live below who you are in Christ. He wants you to live up to the spirit. Your spirit that has already been saved. Your spirit that has already been transformed. God began to send the word of God. God began, as you study the word, as you meditate on the word, you are being changed. You are being transformed. You're no longer the same person. You don't think the same way you were thinking when you were not born again. Praise God. Ephesians chapter 4. 22 to 24. Look at what that scripture says and then we'll move on. He said, put off the old self which belonged to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires and to be renewed in the spirit of your mind and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. This is what God wants you to do. When you give your life to Christ, there is need for a mind transformation. There is need for you to begin to see who God says you are. There is need for you to begin to see what God wants you to do. Ah, glory to God. We're going to move fast. We're going to move fast. Our time is running. I will not be able to read all the scriptures. Now, let's go to the main things now. So, let's look at the mind. Let's come back to the main theme of the, of the message, which is the role your mind plays in your prosperity. Are you, are you with me now? I want you to pay close attention. Now, it all starts in the mind. The condition of your mind is a reflection of the outward condition of man. 
The mind is where the battle is won and lost. The mind is the battlefield of life. If you lose in your mind, you lose in life. Are you hearing me? If you are defeated in your mind, you are defeated in life. The Bible says, for out of the fullness of the heart. Your life is a function of your mind. If you, go and, if you want to go and commit fornication, you are taught it in your mind. Don't say that devil. You, you plan out. I don't know what happened. I was just there. Now lie. Your mind agreed to it. It's what you have been thinking before. You have given access to it in your mind. Now, I'm, can you project that 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 particular what your thoughts? If you can put it out, can you project that 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 that? I think I sent it to you. That, that uh, particular by uh, Lao Tzu. Eh? Lao Tzu, it's a writer, and he put something. Look at it. Let's let's look at it. He said, "Can we read it together, everybody? Everybody, can we read it together? Can you see the screen? Can you see the screen? Let's read it together. Okay, let's go. One to go. Watch your thoughts. They become your words." Watch your words, they become your actions. Watch your actions, they become your habits. Watch your habits, they become your character. Watch your character, it becomes your destiny. Are you saying that you are the creator of your outcome? God has created everything, structured everything. It's your choice. Tell somebody close to you, it's your choice. Say, watch your thoughts. Anything you begin to think and you continue to focus on that kind of thought, it now informs your, uh, your words. It's from your thought as you're thinking, that's when your words will not come out. And if you're not careful with your words, your words then become what? Your action. You see yourself acting on those things. And if you're not careful with those actions, they what? They become what? Habits. When you do something continuously, what does it happen? What happens? It becomes a habit. If you're not careful about your habit, it becomes what? Your character. That's how they know you. When they see you, they know that is you. And they say, ah, Femi. Ah, now so in the you don't become that your character be that now. But it started from the thoughts and then moved to words. And then move to action. And then move to habit. And that is a character. And from character, it becomes what? Destiny. And they say somebody wants to steal your destiny. Uh, they don't want to steal your destiny. They are the one that will kill your destiny. Because you are not watching your thoughts. You are not watching your words. You are not watching your action. You are not watching your habits. You are not watching your character. Are you getting blessed this morning? Oh, glory to God. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. Quickly. The Bible says, Guard your heart above all else. For it determines the course of your life. Look at it. Guard your heart, my people. It's not everything you watch on social media. It's not everything you listen to. Guard your heart with all diligence. For it determines the what? 
The what? The course of your life. Another translation said the outcome of your life. Anything that goes on in your mind becomes what you reproduce. If you entertain the thought of loss, if you entertain the thought of poverty, if you entertain the thought of lack, what happened? You experience them in your daily life. I tell you that this is one battle I fought. Because I, you know, when that challenge hit my family, things turned. And it got me into struggling. May God break every chain in our mind. Everything that has been imprinted in our mind that keeps taking us back to where we're coming from. Everything that has been printed in our mind that keeps dragging us back to where we're coming from. God will deliver you. I said God will break the chains off your mind. In the name of Jesus. The outcome we see is a reflection of what is going on in our mind. It then follows that if we want to see a different outcome, we go back to the source and change what is going on there. Like I said before, prosperity is a choice. You make, your, you make in your mind. God has already blessed and set the world on an autopilot with principles. Which anyone who obeys them gets result. It's garbage in, garbage out. God has figured it out all, all already and made provision for everything already. We are only discovering everything every day what God has already done. What you are doing is discovering. That's what science is doing. Science is only discovering. After so many years that the Bible has been written, science will discover one thing that the Bible has said since. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19. Today, I've given you the choice between life and death. Between causes, blessings and causes. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. All that you will choose life so that you and your descendants might live. It's your choice. Prosperity is your choice. Are you hearing me? I said prosperity is your choice. Poverty is your choice. If you are poor today, now you choose them. If you are rich, now you choose them. It's your choice. Some people don't want to hear this one. They say, what are you saying? My auntie, he didn't help me. My uncle, he didn't help me. I was born in a poor home. Uh-huh. No, like I told you last week, it's okay. It's not your fault if you were born in a poor home. But it's your fault if you remain poor. Because you have your mind. The, uh, prosperity starts with the mind. If you can change it, you eat in your mind, what will happen? It will come out on the outside. So, instead of trying to change things on the outside, change things in your mind. When you change the things in your mind, you will start seeing your prosperity coming on the outside. So, I want to direct you to where the focus is. The focus is in your mind. It's inside you. The outcome of your life is a product of what goes on inside your mind. See, the day I learned this thing, that's when my life turned around. I'm telling you the truth. What I'm sharing with you is what has changed my life completely. And it's still changing my life. I'm not perfect. Sometimes, some of my thoughts still drag me back. And I'm working on it every day. You know the devil? The devil does not rest. He keeps pumping thoughts into you. But you need to fight. That's the battle. When the Bible says, work out your salvation. With what? With fear and trembling. That's what he's talking about. 
And I'm going to show you that quickly. Oh, glory to God. What you choose determines your reality. You have the power to change your reality by shifting your focus. You have the power to change your life by shifting what you are thinking about. As a man thinketh, so is he. You cannot be above your thoughts. You cannot be above your thinking. You are a product of your thinking. Some people will decide that they want to be poor. They say they are serving God. They say they are serving God. Ah! So if you go to heaven, eh, heaven will be. You will go to. You know, some people think that the heaven they are going to give them as a result of their suffering will be different from the one they give people in America. They say, ah, God, I don't suffer too much. Oh. My own heaven will be special. You will be surprised that God is not interested in your suffering. Do you think that suffering glorifies God? Suffering does not glorify God. How can you be suffering and you are useless to everybody around you? Your father dies because of malaria. You cannot even buy drugs for your father. And you say you're a believer. You can't even help anybody around you. And you say you're a believer. Is that what God wants? How can God be that wicked? And God is not a wicked God. We are the one that is causing the problem. We don't know what God wants. Instead of us to find out the ordinance of God and what God wants, we are going about with religion and dogma, holding down ourselves. You need to rise up and begin to know the ordinances of God. All through the scripture, it is not the will of God for any child of God to suffer in pain. If you are going to suffer, if your suffering is because of Christ, that's a different thing. Are you hearing me? Anytime that God, you know, that, that the scripture was talking about suffering, was talking about persecution. It's not suffering as a result of lacking food. It's suffering as a result of persecution. Trials for the kingdom of God. For the sake of the gospel. Hallelujah. So let me ask you, what is your current financial situation right now? I want to give you a few seconds. Think about it. Where are you financially? Where are you financially right now? Think about it. Can I tell you something? It's your fault. <laughs> Including me, oh, I'm not exempted, though, because I'm not even supposed to be where I'm not. I'm not already. I'm not where I'm supposed to be. So as I'm preaching to you, I'm preaching to myself. Even where I am right now, it's my fault. Anywhere you are right now in your life is your fault, and we don't like to hear it. You know the average human being, even Adam, is in nature. When God says, Adam, Adam, where are you? He says, Ah, the woman you gave me. We like to blame other people. We like to take the blame. It's not me. How can it be me? Me care. And that's why husband and wife will fight. Everybody's blaming the other person. Nobody's saying the one they did. It's you. It's you. Nobody can say the one they did. Is the nature of man. Now, look, that financial situation you have seen or that condition of your life that you have seen, 
do you know you can change it? Hello? Let me tell you, let me tell you some things. I'm going to break some religious things off your head. God is not coming to change it. You, you, are you hearing me? You are the one that will change it. Because, you know why? God has made everything that is required for you to change it. Stop calling on God. Go and find out what God has made. Go and find out the structures that God has put in place. Go and find out the principles, the things that God has put in place. The Bible says it is the glory of God to hide the thing. It is the glory of us men to discover it. God has, the Bible says when he created the earth and everything, seven days he rested. He said it is what? Opari, otitor. I am done. And you are still calling him to come and create something. He has done it already. There are principles he has put on the earth is for you to discover it and work on those principles. When you align yourself to those principles, come! You will see the result. And I want to share just a few with you because our time is up. Number one, how to change your life. How to change your financials. Number one, take responsibility. Tell somebody, they say take responsibility. Tell yourself, this is what my thoughts, words and action have produced. Stop resisting. You know some of us will resist. It's not me. I'm not at fault. It's not me. If my uncle has helped me, I will not be where I am today. It's not me. If they didn't sack me from work, I will not be where I am today. It's not me. Take responsibility. Acknowledge the situation you are in. Tell yourself, ah, this is what I have uh, produced. He said, that was exactly what the guy with the one talent was doing. He said, I know you are a wicked master. Ah, if you come now, you are, you are looking for where you did not. The complain. Take responsibility and tell yourself, everything that is happening in my life now is a product of my thoughts my words, my action is a product of my thoughts, my words, my action. And if I want things to change, I need to change my thoughts, my words, my action. If you don't change these things, hear me, we'll come back in the next five years, we're still talking about the same thing. You will just be going around the circle without any movement. Change your thoughts. Change your words. Change your action. And you will see your life transform. Praise God. Stop resisting. Accept and acknowledge where you are. You know, immediately you stop resisting and accept and acknowledge where you are. The focus changes. The focus changes to what is the solution? What is the way out? But until you get to that point of accepting, your focus does not change. You are still looking at who offended you. You are still looking at who caused it. You are still looking at how did it come about. When you accept it and say, this is what has happened. This is where I am. This is the situation of my life. Immediately, your focus changes. Okay, how do I come out? Are you seeing that now? There's no more blame game. It's how do I come out? That's the method. Accept your situation. Accept your condition. This is the situation. This is where I am. No blame. Stop blaming your wife. Stop blaming your husband. 
Stop blaming your children. Stop blaming everybody around you. This is me. I accept it. And then immediately, your focus now changes. What is the way out? What is the way out? Hallelujah. You cannot move forward until you come to the place of acknowledgement. You can't move forward. Then number two, stop complaining and blaming things on the outside and people. We blame everything on the outside. You are the problem, not your circumstances. Not your condition. Not your husband or wife. Not your parents. You. Somebody say you. Say, say me. Say it. Put your hand on your chest. Say me, I'm the problem. Some people don't greet up. Some people still they resist. I shan't agree. Say it. Say me. I am the problem. Say where I am today. Nami Kosan. That's where to start. Some of you in your mind you are saying this pastor. You don't know what you are saying. If you know my story. If you know my story. You will not say no be me Kosan. That girl just go get pregnant for me. It just can't spoil my life. Eh, eh. Now you cosa. Don't you know that what you were doing will, will, will result to having baby? And you went on and did it and then you have baby. You are saying it's the girl that caused it. What, what, how, did the, how did the girl cause it? Is it supposed to have stopped herself from being fatter? You know, we are very we are master in transferring the, the responsibility to somebody else. If you don't find somebody to blame, you blame God. Say now, God, I don't know what I do, God. God hates me. God doesn't like me. That's why I'm. That's why my condition is like this. If God liked me, he would have changed my condition. You say God like a maker more than me. Can't you see his brother? Now God, now they like. Some people go go they cry. Say God, why is my life like this? Me, I've done it. There was a time my life was in a serious mess. I remember that time in in Oweri. I was in the office where I was working. I was weeping. You know when a man they weep. I said, God, what did I go do again? I don't do everything. And I was a pastor. I was crying. I said, I'm done. God, what, I, I, what, what kind of life is this? I remember one brother. I'm never know Pastor Paul. Pastor Paul was with us here at the point. Pastor Paul came and met me. In the office, he knocked and the door was so he opened the door. He saw me crying. He said, Ah, oh, Pastor David, why are you crying? I said, Pastor Paul, I'm tired of this life. See me. God doesn't like me. Everything I've done is not working. Pastor Paul said, Ah, you. If you cry, what are we gonna do? <laughs> he said, You that we are heavy. If you that we are saying you are the one doing well, you are crying. We, what are we going to do? Life is saying, we will go down, but they don't bury us. <laughs> oh, glory to God. Amen. Stop complaining. Alright? You are the problem, not your circumstances. Change your mind. Then number three. Number three, don't envy or speak evil about people who are succeeding around you. That's another thing that happened. You see, when people are struggling, you begin to castigate all the people that are prospering. If your brothers are doing well, you begin to castigate them. Your 
friends are doing well, you begin to castigate them. You say, ah, maybe they are doing something. Maybe now Yahoo Yahoo. You will start to say all kinds of things. You said that if, if not Yahoo Yahoo, how would they, how would they, how would they, how would they be making this kind of money? How can he buy that kind of car? In my office, I was working in one office. The boss, my boss, because I was close to her, you know, and I was doing a lot of work, she called me and gave me a loan to buy a car. Now, that's the first time she has ever done it in the 14 years of that company. And me, I just came in, in that company just over a year. But because of my, the way I took the company and all that, my boss was so excited, she gave me a loan to buy a car. So she told me, please, don't hide it, don't tell anybody. Because if you tell people now, some people that have been here with me for 14 years, they will think I hate them. They will think, they will not. He said, don't tell anybody. I, we agreed. Do you know what happened? Some of the staff, when they saw that I bought a car, went and told the MD. I said, MD, please be checking your money. This man, may just come one year ago, he don't buy a car. He's stealing from you. My boss, my boss was just looking at him. Eh? Really? <laughs> you see how people are? See, when people are succeeding around you, don't start finding out what they what they did to make it. He said maybe they did something wrong to make it. Stop envying people that are succeeding. Rejoice with them. Are you with me? You do what? Rejoice with them. You cannot experience what you despise. Are you hearing me? If you're castigating people's prosperity, there's no way prosperity can come to you. You are blocking your doors of prosperity. The things you despise will not come to you. Celebrate people around you. Rejoice when people rejoice. When you see people celebrate, celebrate them. And it's not after you celebrate them that you go home and start crying. Say, God, what do you do? The Bible said we are foolish when we compare ourselves to what? To ourselves. Anytime you start comparing yourself with another person, the Bible calls you a foolish man. Foolish. I had this, I had this friend who, who told me a story. This guy, you know, graduated with first class. And he, there was this other of his classmates that he was the one practically writing exam for the guy. Most times, the guy will sit near him to copy what he's writing. And then one day, him and his wife went to an eatery as they were coming out. In Lagos here, yeah, they school in the east, so they've not, they've not seen for a long time. He has a Honda, a Honda Civic he was driving. And he loved the Honda Civic. He's so proud of it. He was very happy. He was very happy with his life. Oh. And he was okay with his life. And everything was fine. But that day, as he was coming out from that restaurant, immediately he came out. He now saw this his friend that he was the one writing the example. The guy came in with Mercedes E class 2020. The guy stepped out and he looked at him and said, ah, Simon, now you be this. He said, Yes, when I'm here. Ah, bro, Savannah. They are, oh my God, look at you. Look at you. See your wife. What a beautiful wife you have. See your children. Ah, the guy was. My guy, content has just. He looked at everything he had and they looked so stupid. They looked so nothing because of somebody's ignorance. 
and he doesn't even know the person's story. He was the one that was telling us this thing. In a man, we had a men meeting and he was sharing with us. He said he went home that day. He didn't talk with his wife until they drove home. He was just driving and he found his face. Regretting his life. It was later he now started going to research the guy. And later he called the guy and found out that the guy had cancer. Don't envy people. Oh. Don't envy everybody. Rejoice with the life God gave you. And what you're supposed to do is to go back in and walk in your own life. Go back in and find out how to improve. What um, do I need to do right? What do I need to change? What do I need to walk in your mind? Because whatever you have is a product of what your mind has produced. Anything you, the way your life is, is a product of what you have produced in your mind. So your response is to go back in and check the program. Go back in and check the back end and see what you have not programmed right and begin to change. Hallelujah. Number four. Ah, number four, quickly. Don't be selfish. Selfish about your desires for wealth. Let your desire for wealth be for the good of others and not for your selfish ambition. You do this by starting down. Some of you say, ah, if I get money, this is what I will do. <laughs> if you are going to do that thing, we should have seen it, you doing it in the small, small, small. <laughs> are, you, are you getting my point? See, money will not make you change. Money will bring out who you are. Money will only finance your desires. Are you hearing me? Money will do what? Will only finance what you already are. What you're already doing is what your money. And if you give a, a perfect man money, he will do the perfection in large quantity. Money just magnify who you are. They say, ah, the guy don't get money now, he don't change. Yeah, he no change. Money just show who he is. Money just revealed his true identity. So, let me tell you, don't be selfish about money. Start thinking. That's how to God to, if you want God to bless you, start thinking about, you know, start changing your mind to understand that everything you have is a gift. It's not given to you for your pleasure. It's not given to you for your selfish ambition. It's given to you to, to bless the world. God wants people who can be distributors of his wealth on the earth. And if you are going to be that, we would have seen it in your life right now. Now, now, now. We will see you doing that in small quantities with the little you have. And then when the multiplication comes, that same thing you are doing, you also multiply it. So number four, the four key is what? Don't be selfish about your desire for wealth. Let your desire for wealth is not to show them. You know, there are some people that want to make money because they want to show people in the streets. Ah, for these streets, I will show them. Lefos. When I get my ride, hmm? they go not say, man, I don't arrive. That's why you need money. That's why the only way you can get that money is your Real money don't come like that. People that make real money, they have a desire to change the world. They have a desire, strong desire to change things around them. And when God sees that heart, he will release those resources in you. Are you with me? God is ready to bless you. Are you ready to receive it? James chapter 1 from verse 4. 4. James 4. 
one, three, quickly, and then we'll, we'll go to the last one, and then we'll round up. Praise God. James, are you there? He said, what is causing the quarrels and fighting among you? Don't they come from the evil desires at war within you? So you see where it comes from? Out of the fullness of the heart, the man speaks. Everything, all the actions you take, the quarrel you quarrel is a product of your thoughts. It's a product of your mind. The next verse. The next verse, quickly, quickly. He said, you want what you don't have. So you scheme and kill to get it. You are jealous of what others have. You see what we're talking about? But you cannot, you can't get it. So you fight and wage war to take it away from them. Yet, you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. The next verse. And even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are wrong. You want only what will give you pleasure. If the reason you are asking for wealth is just to show off, if the reason why you are asking God for wealth is just to, 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 uh, to impress people or do anything, that's, God doesn't give people wealth for that. God gives you wealth because you have a vision to change the world. Because you have a desire. So let me tell you, if you want the wealth of God, begin to change your mind. Change your focus. Change your focus. Change the way you think. Align the way you think with the will of God. With the way God thinks. Number five. And then we go. This is the major one. This is the major one. Pay attention to this one now. He said, capture the wrong thoughts and replace them with the correct ones that serves your purpose. Capture the word, what? The wrong thought. So, listen, you are going to be sincere. There's no need pretending. Because all of you right now that you are hearing me, everybody hearing me right now, you know what the problem is. You know what the problem is. You know where you are struggling. You know where you are struggling inside your heart. The Bible said you do what? Capture the thoughts. Are you with me? And do what? And change them change them. If envy is your problem, you know that you are envious. You may pretend. When you see people, you just smile. But you know. It's only a man that knows the content of his spirit. See, God knows. Devil know. And you. There are only three people that know what is going on in your mind. Because you can come to church and pretend. You can relate to people and pretend. But God knows. The devil knows and you three so if you know stop pretending and start changing it capture the thoughts rectify your heart and you will rectify your life he who succeeds in establishing virtue brings the whole world to his knees one of the best things you can do for yourself is to be sincere to you you know where the problem lies the selfishness the bitterness, the greed, the envy, and so on. You know. You know if you have them, you know. You don't need anybody to tell you. You know. Stop making excuses and rationalizing your limitations. One of the things we do, we make excuses. We make excuses. You stop making excuses and accept it and say, this is the challenge and I need to deal with it. And then you allow the word of God to come in and deal with those things inside you. 
But you see, until you identify them, until you identify those things, you can't change them. You can't deal with them. And that's why the Bible says, capture the thoughts. Capture what? The thoughts. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. Look at what it says. Casting down what? What is imagination? Thoughts. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. So every thought, the thought of envy is against the knowledge of God. The thought of bitterness is against the knowledge of God. The thought of unforgiveness is against the knowledge of God. Casting down imagination, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing it into what? Captivity. Bringing into captivity every what? Thoughts to the obedience of Christ. So those things are going on in your mind already and they are the ones producing the outcome of your life. The Bible says you should what? Capture them. Eh? Capture them. Bring them to what? To the obedience of Christ. So you capture those thoughts and then you begin to replace it with what God wants. Through obedience. You replace those thoughts with what God wants. Quickly, Philippians chapter 4 verse 8. Philippians chapter 4 verse 8. So what are you going to replace it with? Look at what they're going to replace it with. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, do what? So what is meditating? Thoughts. So, if I have bitterness, I, I see bitterness going on in my life, what do I do? I replace it with forgiveness. Are, are you with me now? If I have envy, I replace it with joy. See, you replace. See, because, see, it is the principle of replacement. There is no vacuum in the realm of the spirit. When you remove something, you must put something. And that's why the Bible said, it seared down a man who demons live. What happens? He said, if that place is kept clean and swept, clean. Bible student, what happens? The demon goes back. He has gone, oh. You have cast out the demon. That's why all these deliverance they do. You cast out demons, finish. The people's life become worse. Because you don't put in something there. You need to put in something there. What we're saying is that when you see those thoughts, don't just cast them out. Do what? Replace them with the right things. And how are you going to replace them? Through the word of God. Know what the word of God says. Meditate on the word of God. The Bible says what is lovely, what is fruitful, what is uh, of good report, what is pure. Those are the things you put inside. Those are the things you put inside. You cannot be thinking, I am poor. No. Start thinking, I am rich. Start thinking, I am blessed. My life is good. Things are turning well for me. Yeah. Stop saying, ah, I'm a dropout. I can't do anything. No, it's not true. It's not true. Glory. I have Jesus. Things are changing for me. It's getting better. My finances are growing. My finances are growing. I have more than enough. I can meet my needs. I will not lack at any time. I don't have to borrow. I am a lender. I'm not a borrower. Hey! 
begin to speak the things that God has said. The Bible says, call the things that be not as though they are already. Speak what you want to see. What is it do you want to see? What do you want to see in your life? What is the future you desire? Hey, think about that future. Create that image in your mind. Say that image. As you are creating that image, you are speaking it in your words. You are speaking it in your words. As you are speaking it, you are taking actions in that direction. You are making moves in that direction. Hey, if it's abroad you want to travel, think about abroad. Speak about abroad. Start making moves towards abroad. If it's a wife you want to marry, think about the wife. Talk about the wife. Start making moves towards the wife. That's how to bring those things close to you. The Bible said when they saw the, the promise, it was afar off. It was unreachable. But as they keep on, those things came closer. Can we be on our feet? Be on your feet. Open your mouth and say, I will never be poor again. I change my mind. Begin to pray right now. Say, Holy Ghost, change my mind. Change my mind. Change my thinking. Change my mind. 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 Transform my mind. If there are issues, there are things you can identify right now. Begin to say, I cast you out, spirit of bitterness. I cast you out, spirit of envy. I cast you out, spirit of poverty. I cast you out, the spirit that makes me feel less. The spirit that makes me look at myself lower than where God has put me. The things that make me feel I cannot get to where God has planted me. Ah, I remove them off my life. It is not of God. The Bible says, every seed that my heavenly father has not planted shall be uprooted. Hear me. Hear me. Maybe that was how your parents grew. Maybe that was what was happening in your family. Maybe that is how what was happening in your lineage. But you can be different. It's your choice. Choose you this day who you will serve. Choose you this day. Life and death has been presented before you. Choose you this day. Choose you this day. As for me and my house, we will choose life. Choose life. Choose life. Begin to declare, I choose life. I choose life. I choose life. Prosperity is my portion. Prosperity is what God has planned for me. I choose life. I will prosper. I will succeed. I will not suffer. I will not struggle. I will not suffer. I will not struggle. I choose life. I choose abundance. It's the will of God for me. It's the will of God for me. Somebody begin to declare. It's the will of God for me. It's the will of God for me. Somebody pray, 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 pray. Ah, I will not remain the same. I break the chains over my mind. I break the negative thoughts that has kept me in the past. I break the negative thinking that 
has stopped me from moving forward. I enter into my worthy place. I enter into my place of prosperity. I enter into my place of abundance. I enter into my place of abundance. Let me pray with you now. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for your children. Every circle of defeat in their mind, every chain, every mindset that has kept them from making progress, every self-defeating mindset, self-limiting mindset every veil that has covered their eyes and have told them that they cannot make progress that they cannot become what God has told them to become that they cannot go to the places that God has said they can get to everything that has blooded their mind today in the name of Jesus we break that chain over them I stand by the authority of heaven by the calling of God over my life and by the shed blood of Jesus that gave me access and gave me authority. I break the chains over your life. I break the chains in your mind. You will succeed. You will prosper. You will not suffer. You will not struggle in life. In the name of Jesus. You will not beg for bread. In the name of Jesus. Good measure. Press down. Sitting together. Running over. is what God will give to you. You have more than enough, you are bound on to good works. You have more than enough, you are bound on to good works. You have more than enough, you are bound on to good works. You have become a distributor of God's wealth on the earth. When men see you, they see God. You are when when men are praying and they're asking for the help of God, God will send you. God will release prosperity upon you. That you have become the man that goes for an errand for God. You have become the man that goes to distribute the wealth that God has put on the earth in the name of Jesus receive it now receive it now somebody say I receive I receive I declare over you go and prosper go and prosper in your business from today henceforth you will see divine breakthrough from today henceforth open doors have come from today henceforth new things have begun in the name of Jesus Christ Thank you, our Father. Oh, we give you glory. Thank you, Lord. Somebody begin to celebrate Jesus. Stay. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Unto the Lord. Yeah.